WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to Warning Track, the student voice of Michigan State Baseball, bringing you news, analysis, updates, and much more for the Spartans. Welcome into episode three of the Warning Track podcast for the 2019 baseball season. The one and only podcast covering MSU baseball exclusively over the airwaves. I'm joined once again. I am Luke Sloan. If 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 we have new listeners to this podcast, joined once again by my good friends Kyle Hattie and Alex McRae. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Amazing, fantastic. Short answers. No no elaboration on this beautiful Wednesday in East Lansing. It's short, sweet, and to the point. That's short, all you need. sweet, and to the point. All you need. You know, 24 hours ago we were enjoying some nice baseball. Yes, yes. Better pizza in a great venue. We'll get into what transpired on Tuesday for the couple of members of the Warning Track podcast. But first, we have a special guest in Studio H today at the beautiful Impact Studios at Holden Hall, East Lansing, Michigan. Mr. Clayton Skinner, a one of our wonderful members of our WDBM sports team, does covers some baseball. He made it out to his second baseball game of the year today. We're going to kick it off with the Central Michigan Chipwise game that the Spartans played. But first, Clayton, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Um, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about some Michigan State baseball. Welcome. It's our pleasure. We 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 have it's we're a big happy family here on the Warning Track podcast. Love to have some guests on. We'll we'll dive right on into it. The Michigan State Spartans taking the field today against the Central Michigan Chippewas. The Chippewas entering the game with a record of twenty and seven. The Spartans five and twenty. This game, the Central Michigan Chippewas emerged victorious by a score of eight to six. Michigan State pounded out eight hits, out hit the Central by one. Grant Frazier he picked up the win for the Chippewas with Jesse Haken and taking the loss while getting the start. Cameron Miller got the save for the Chippewas, but Clayton was there at that game. The other, the three of us were slacking off. We were not there today. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say slacking off. I had an essay to yep. write. Right. Academics. Are I key. was slacking off because I had class, but we watched a movie today in class, so first. I was able to kick it back. But anyways, baseball. Yes. What, what was it like? Give give us your overall impressions of today's game at McLean. Oh, it seemed like two different baseball games in one. How I mean, so? It started out immediately. Um, Central Michigan's offensive exploded. Started off four pitch walk, double, single, and then uh, uh, I got. Fielder's choice, I guess, to score two runs. The first four hitters of the game, Central Michigan already had two on the board. And then top of the second, they come out once again. And this was unfortunate for Michigan State. But they uh, about to get out of the inning, had a ground ball to first base. Would have been the third out of the inning. But it was bobbled by first baseman Joe Stewart, who was playing first today. And that um, kept the inning going. And then Central Michigan in the next at bat, um, get the name the Central Michigan player. Um, it was um, Xavier Warren for Central Michigan. Yep, Xavier Warren. Hit about a 350-foot bomb to left field to make it 5 nothing. Yep, looking at the box score, it just says home run, but yeah. obviously a much bigger home run than that it from was, what you were telling me before the show. It was one off the bat where I was like, oh, no, because I saw it go up. and We yeah. all know those no-doubt homers, Yeah, don't we, boys? They're pretty. They're, They're pretty. Gorgeous. Didn't see any yesterday at Comerica Park, which we'll get into later. Looking down the lineup for this matchup today between the Chippewas and Spartans, as he mentioned, Xavier Warren hit that home run for the Chippewas. Jason Sullivan also homered in that game for the Spartans. 
Zach Iverson pounded out a triple. Zaid Walker had a double in that game. Walker had two hits. Iverson had two hits. Bryce Kelly drew a couple of walks and also had a knock. So he got on base three times in the leadoff spot one night after getting three hits at Comerica Park. Clayton, what were a couple of players that stand that were that standed out above the rest in this game? Um, well, definitely um, Xavier Walker for Central Michigan. Just talking about him, he had a fantastic game, made excellent plays at short, and of course had the home run for Michigan State. Really, besides the second inning where they exploded for five runs, no one in particular on the offensive side of the ball um, performed too excellent for Michigan State. The bullpen once again, which kind of seems like Michigan State's strength this season is the pitchers coming out of that bullpen. They once then again kept Michigan State in the game and put them in a chance to win the game at the end of the game. But um, other than that, um, Iverson had two hits today. He had a triple off the 385 sign in right center. He had a beautiful swing on that one, almost took it out. And like you said, um, Walker had a double and had another nice hit to right center in the ninth, ninth inning. I know before this podcast we were all hanging out in the sports studio talking about React, early reactions from this game, we all kind of stood back and laughed at that quote that, that Jake Boss said after the game in your interview. Kind of a telling quote, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Would you share that quote with us, please? Of course. It was. Let me find here. I, asked, I put him on the spot. Yeah, my, that's yeah. my apologies. Uh, oh, no. First podcast I debut. I said find here on my page. Oh, no problem yeah. at all. Put him on the so spot. I, uh, it, it was a big quote, though. Mm-hmm. Awfully telling. Oh, I simply asked him, you know, heading into your Indiana State series, where do you feel like your team is improved on the most? And he simply just says, all phases, we're 5-21. and 21. We're not very good at anything right now. And then you just kind of talked about Indiana State a little bit. But just that first line of we're not very good at anything right now, I think really just says it all from his point of view. It's a, it's a hard-hitting take right there by yeah. the, uh, the by the man- By the skip? Yeah. By the manager. It's got to sting, you know. Yeah. Players will read that and they'll say, wow, that's – Maybe he it's was tough. trying. To, maybe he was trying to inspire the boys with Send that one. Maybe maybe he said it a little louder in your interview so it could echo down the dugout and everybody could really hear that one. But you know they are right. You know in all three phases the Spartans struggling on the year. One thing we do after every game we give each game a letter grade in terms of how the Spartans performed. How would you grade the Spartans today with the Chippewas? Honestly, I'll probably give them about a C. I don't think they played terrible. I mean, they were in it in the ninth inning. They had a chance to tie it up with and toss it against the plate. So um, can't give anything uh, too low or much than that. But really, like I said, beside that second inning, the offense did about nothing. And Heikinen, um struggled just at the start. So probably a C, C- minus from me. Mr. Skinner gives them a grade in the C range. But even though the grade wasn't as good as Spartan fans would like to see, did you have a good time today? Oh, because it's all about having fun. Oh, like you, all your little league coaches say, it's okay if you strike yeah. out. Just how many times have we heard that? No, far like, too many. Let's times. get a show well, of let's hands. Just say, let's, let's just say it's been far too many times. Let's get a show of hands <laughs> in the studio if you've uh, had that saying said to you in the past. Oh, oh consensus. Unanimous. Which I, will I say raised my own hand, and so did the last my... thing you want to hear after you strike out. No, oh, it's okay. you'd hate yeah. hearing that. You'd, hate you'd much that. rather hear, "Hey, you're doing good. Keep it up." Then, hey. It's like, Coach claps his hands. All about fun, guys. Personally, personally for me, if somebody, if you know, I'm walking back into the dugout, and somebody says, "It's all right, you'll get him next time." Nah, yeah, no, don't say that to me. Just let me go. Let me sulk. Exactly. I, I'll, I'll get back to it eventually. Yeah, you grip don't that worry. bat tighter when you put it back in the yeah. rack. My least favorite. I was a big pitcher, and 
whenever I threw a couple of balls, coach would always say, relax and throw strikes. And yep. that was always my There's another easy, one. Easier said than done, yeah, coach. Like, oh, Thanks. really? I didn't know I was supposed to be doing that. That's Thanks like a trigger phrase. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. The, those kind of speak for themselves. You, you were a big baseball player back in high school, though, weren't oh, you? Yeah. We talk all things baseball here on the Warning Track Podcast. Thankful that Clayton Skinner joined us in the studio today to talk Central Michigan. Hope you had a good time oh, on Thanks the podcast. On. Maybe uh, make another appearance and you, when you oh, cover some to. games down the road. But thank you very much for your recap of today's disappointing loss, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, look forward to hearing the rest of you guys' podcast. Perfect. Thank you very awesome. much. Thank you, Clayton, Clayton Skinner, ladies and gentlemen, giving us the recap of Michigan State's 8-6 to loss against the Central Michigan Chippewas today. We already rolled down the stats, mentioned how that game went for them. We're going to roll back in time and revisit our predictions from the Michigan series in our latest game segment. Well, let's let's set it out. After the last podcast, they played Michigan. Then they played Western Michigan at Comerica. And then this Central game. So we're kind of working in reverse order here. But let's speed it on back to Michigan, revisit our predictions. I had the Michigan Wolverines sweeping... Gentlemen, what did you guys have? I uh, I was a little overly optimistic. I had Michigan State taking two games. I thought they were going to come out they and uh, you know take the home field advantage by storm. Unfortunately, they didn't prove me right, but that's what happened. Mr. Kyle, had your predictions from that game? I thought they would surprise the Wolverines and play an excellent first game. I was wrong. Well, they 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 pitched pretty well in that first game but did not emerge victorious. The Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans only played two out of those three games in that series. The third game of that series was canceled due to poor weather in East Lansing. It was a nasty day, not a baseball day. You got you got hearkening back to that Sunday, snowing. I was walking to the studio and it was snowing, not baseball weather. Ugly, ugly day. Weather is a constant theme of this podcast, but we'll get into the baseball now. Game one of that series... The Spartans topped 6-3 to by the Michigan Wolverines. The first game was at McLean Baseball Stadium in East Lansing, Michigan. The Spartans really just couldn't do anything all day against U of M pitcher Tommy Henry, who went eight innings, only gave up three hits, two earned runs, has the fourth-best ERA in the NCAA, the big lefty. I kind of compared him to Chris Sale, wipeout slider, firm fastball. The Spartans... Really didn't do much on offense other than a Bailey Peterson two-run single. Royce Ando went one for three with a couple runs, scored. Shimoleski had a hit. Bikina had a hit. But really, other than that, Tommy Henry dominated them all night long. They lost 6-3. to three. And then in the second game, things got a little bit uglier. The series switched to Ann Arbor, Michigan, the Wilpon Complex. The Michigan Wolverines banged out 18 hits, fueling 16 runs to the Spartans. Two hit, or two runs, excuse me. On five hits, not a close game. Mitchell Taransky got the start for the Spartans. Took the loss to fall to 0-5. Carl Kaufman, the best righty in the Michigan rotation, got the start for the Wolverines. He was excellent over six innings pitched in that game. Not a successful series. Not as, as successful a series as we predicted, or some of us predicted on this show. Let's get to our biggest takeaways from this Michigan series. Little split home-and-home home series. We'll start with Mr. Alex McRae. What was your biggest takeaway from this series? Well, it was Michigan State's lack of success on the starting pitching side. 
And I think that had a lot to do with just Michigan's amazing offense to start both games. They jumped up to leads early in both. I mean, it was, what, 13-2 to two in the second yeah. inning of the second game they, there? Got, they, they jumped out quick. Uh, I remember I, I was mean, checking the Twitter updates. I couldn't believe it. That's just rough. I mean, 13-2 to two in the second inning, you know it's going to be a long day. Long day. And, uh, man, that's just whew, it, rough. It, it, yeah, it, rough. It, it's kind of hard to – it, it kind of demoralizes the, the clubhouse when you go uh, down crushes that you. much crushes that early. You. Especially for a guy like Mitchell Taransky. He's a guy that's kind of been thrown into this starting rotation involuntarily. Can't do good for his confidence either. But, oof, quick starts in both games too, really. They they hopped oh, out yeah. in front of Mason yeah. Erla too. yeah. You know, Mason Earl wasn't pretty sure. It was like three to nothing. Yeah, uh, pretty early on in that one, and then Michigan State just had to battle back. It's hard to battle back. Yeah, you want to strike in any first. game. It, yeah, it's hard. You it's hard to battle back. You want to strike first. You want to get out ahead. Uh, unfortunately, Michigan State wasn't able to do that against the Wolverines this weekend. Speaking of getting out ahead, though, of course, Western Michigan. We'll talk that later. Just guys, keep in mind that getting ahead theme. Maybe things get better for Michigan State potentially. But anyways, we'll get to that game next. We'll swing it over to Mr. Kyle Hattie. Your biggest takeaway from the series against Michigan, the short two-game series. Well, when you let up 22 runs in uh, two games, it's not it's not going to do good for you, like mentally. It, you just like you just have no answer for the Michigan bats. You, you just get demoralized when you see him go there, put up uh, 13 and in two innings. That's really not something you want to see. You, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen that at any level of baseball. No, I cannot. Re- I cannot recall a time where I've watched thirteen runs in two innings. I mean, that's just a, an ungodly number of runs scored in just two innings. I checked the Twitter updates. It was a rainy day. Kind of rolled out of bed on that Saturday. I was shocked. I was like, could this be a mistake? All Maybe I can say is I'm glad we didn't make the road trip. Yeah, we, we that would have been miserable. The boys from the Warning Track podcast considered for a moment. Driving to Ann Arbor to check out that game. Wisely, though, we held up. Weather was poor. The play was poor. But we had a we had a nice road trip, which we'll get into next. But we'll round out our series takeaways for the Michigan series. Of course, the Spartans losing six to three in game one and sixteen to two in the second game. The third game being rained out. My biggest takeaway is the starting pitching for the Michigan Wolverines in game number one. Tommy Henry improving his win total to six compared to one loss on the season, ace-like stuff from him, power fastball, slider, just like a frisbee-like slider, a la Chris Sale, cruised through eight innings of play while only giving up two runs in that game on three hits. And then Carl Kaufman, the righty in the second game, didn't go as deep in that game really because his team didn't need him just because of the scoreboard. But Michigan, they boast an impressive pitching staff and ERA sitting just over three on the season. For the staff as a whole, their pitching really impressed me. If we throw it back to another podcast, I predicted the Wolverines would have a successful season. That's one of the reasons why. But, of course, you guys strongly disagree with my predictions on that show as I see you smirking at me. Big Michigan guy you are. Not a big Michigan guy. Just just, just high on their prospects this year. All I can say is right now you're wearing a Texas basketball shirt and a Michigan State hat. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure about your loyalties at this point. Multiple people have have clowned me today for my clashing of college colors. 
But you know this this it's a this, rookie move. This Texas pass it was given to me for free. I know it's not the baseball gear. Unfortunately, none of us have baseball gear on today. I, w- I was thinking about it. Yeah, and I decided against. I it. ran out of stuff. I only have a couple baseball jerseys, few sweatshirts, and stuff. But lost momentum. Plus, with the the big Texas victory in the NIT yesterday over TCU, I had to pull it out. But this is not a basketball podcast. Despite how much we talk about basketball. Let's move on to the baseball. We covered those Michigan games. Check that off. Mr. Clayton Skinner was in here. Did a wonderful job, too. Most certainly. Excellent. Check off that Central Michigan game. We have one game left in our game recap part of this podcast. It was the Clash at Comerica Park game in Detroit. Of course, against the Western Michigan Broncos, the second time the Spartans played the Broncos in the past six days. Once again, they won 3-2 to two at McLean Stadium the last time these two teams met. Winning five to two yesterday, the Spartans improving to eight and two at Comerica Park and sweeping the Western Michigan Broncos on the season. We all three of us we got in the car after class. We traveled to the Motor City, beautiful Comerica Park. What were your guys' overall kind of takeaways from this this great experience? I thought it was I thought we had a great time yesterday. Oh, I had a phenomenal time. Uh, the atmosphere in Comerica, even even though it was essentially empty, there were maybe you know. 150, 200 fans in the Some stands. Some hearty fans. Cause, oh, it was, dang, it was, was quite chilly. It was quite chilly. Give them credit. But they showed out. Golden hour, ooh, that delivered. It was phenomenal. The atmosphere was great. The baseball was great. Just the food was great. Everything was awesome. Yeah, Loved it. We got some shout-out to Little Caesars Pizza. They're they're not the podcast sponsor of the Warning Track podcast, but they came through yesterday. Had some delicious deep dish pizza. Love that deep dish. The food segment of our podcast. We had a great time yesterday. We sat up in the up high in the Ernie Harwell Media Center, the press box at Comerica Park. We had a nice spacious area in the press box. Plenty of room to spread out. Great we, sight lines too. We made it to the big oh, leagues, fellas. Yeah, we got called up. We had a fun moment there. I was telling Mister McCray. We were walking up the visiting clubhouse stairs up onto the field to interview Coach Jake Boss Jr. after the game, and I got the glimpse of that those lights and that green grass, and I, I turned next to I turned to Alex, and I said, we got called up. We made it. It was a fantastic, fantastic night, in my opinion. Mr. McCray, our baseball experience, what do you think of it? Oh, it was just the entire the entire atmosphere in general was just we got we got treated amazingly there. Oh, for sure. I, this, the staff at Comerica Park was fantastic. Everyone was really accommodating too. Just just an overall great experience. A little bit of night baseball, but aside from that, baseball was played. Not just a spectacle that we enjoyed. The Spartans, of course, winning in that contest five to two, improving their record to five and twenty. Of course, they now sit at five and twenty-one after today's loss. Western Michigan dropped to 7-18. and 18. The Spartans pounded out 10 hits, 5 runs. The Western Michigan Broncos, only 4 hits. A new season low in hits allowed for the Spartans. They had 2 runs in the game. The Broncos did. Caleb Sleeman picked up his first win of the season for Michigan State. He improves to 1-1. One and one. Chris Madrinsky lost for the Broncos. He now falls to 3-2. and two. Indigo Diaz got his second save of the season. Both those saves occurred Against the Broncos, attendance listed as 1,037. That's not bad. Might be a little high for what I uh, thought. That is That's very high. high. There's right. not a chance no. there was that many people. I was just, I was just, well, usually I don't bring up attendance for games when I when I scroll down the, the box scores when we're talking on the podcast, but that caught my eye. I don't think there was that. Uh, Decent I, little crowd for, for the I was game. Gonna, I was going to say, 
if you count workers. Maybe, maybe 200. If yeah. you count all the staff there, you might be able to get up to, you know. 500. Hardy fans. 500, maybe. Yeah, count the media members maybe. like us. Anyways, the baseball. I don't buy it. You don't buy it? I don't buy it. Not the buying it on the podcast. Looking down the lineup for the Spartans, Bryce Kelly in that leadoff spot, three hits. He was three for four, two runs scored. Bailey Peterson had a knock as well. The big bat on the day, Alex's guy, Marty Bakina, two for four, three RBIs, driving in three of the Spartans. Four, or, excuse, excuse me. Three of the Spartans, five runs on the game. And then Zach Iverson, he was two for three. He also had two, he was two for four today against Central Michigan too. So after a slow start for him, he's finally starting to pick it up. But you know, looking at a guy like Marty Bakina, he's been your guy all season long. He was big yesterday. Most certainly, he picked up another RBI today. I think that's his twenty-first on the season. He's right now Michigan State's best hit, uh, hitter. He's the leader. He's the leader of this team. Shortstop, uh, just seems like a great locker room guy. Uh, Jake Boss after the game talked, you know, spoke wonders about him. He he is the spark plug on this Michigan State offense and quite the run producer too. Oh, most I mean, certainly, leading most them certainly. in RBIs by a large margin. Um, he's more than ten. Oh, much more than ten. We'll have to we'll have to crunch those numbers if we have a chance. But looking at the Spartan pitchers, Jared Olson got the start. He only went one and two thirds, but the bullpen really picked up the slack throwing seven and a third innings of one-run baseball. Caleb Sleeman earning the win. Three innings pitched, gave up a hit. Evan Floor, one and a third, gave up one hit, one earned run. Colton Panaranto, two and a third, one hit, no earned runs. And then Indigo Diaz slammed the door for the save, two-thirds of an inning for him. But really, Kyle, another nice performance from this Michigan State bullpen that's kind of rounded into form. It's it's improving for this team, I think. Especially against Western Michigan. They have, they've shown a lot recently, especially against the games in Western, that if their starters fail, they have somewhat of a bullpen that they could call up and almost rely on. I, w- I wouldn't say they could rely on it. They could rely on it yet. Against, but, but they're getting there. Yeah, against Central today, too. Floor pitched again. Yeah. Diaz pitched again. Another one pitched. Oh, Panoranto pitched again. So... All of a sudden, they're kind of finding guys that are their go-to guys, I think. Big big weekend for uh, big week, I should say, for Diaz. As two innings, no hits, no runs, two strikeouts, having a phenomenal bounce back in the bullpen there. After a very rocky start, ERA over 10, couple of starts in, he is really settling into his role at the back end of that Michigan State bullpen, and it is phenomenal to see he's kind of yeah you, you bring up a good point with Diaz he's kind of been an interesting pitcher this year the community college transfer transfer Iowa Western Community College he's a guy a lot of velocity really good stuff the Spartans tried to make him a starter out of the gate he struggled didn't perform great they've moved him to the back end of that bullpen he's gotten some save chances you got to think though his stuff profiles really well in the ninth inning for this team oh most certainly Jake Boss said it yesterday yeah, too. he's flamethrower of an arm he can pop the mitt. He's got some eligibility remaining, too. He could be a potential cornerstone guy. He's been near flawless out of the bullpen since he moved him to the back end. He's a guy that might be able to lean on, you know, on a pitching staff that needs to continue to fill in holes and get better. That could be something to look at as we now get into our game takeaways from the Motor City. Start off here with myself, the Spartans. Got off to a fast start on offense in this game that really made the difference in this game and kind of led the way as the game went on. 
They scored three runs in the first inning. You know, the, the, the Broncos were really never able to rally back at any particular point and, you know, seriously threaten that lead the Spartans built. They would eventually tack on two insurance runs in the eighth inning. The Spartans had struggled on offense. They hadn't scored more than four runs in a game, or excuse me, more than five runs in a game. I believe they scored six on March 15th against UConn. So it was kind of a, a nice bounce-back game for the offense, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it's always good to see the bats, um, especially after how they've been struggling in recent games. Uh, it's good to see them come alive, put up five or six. Mr. Hattie, we'll stay with you. Your game takeaway from the Western Michigan Clash at Comerica game. Well, once again against the Broncos, the, uh, the bullpen came in clutch and got them the win. After a very poor start from the starting pitching, they uh, the bullpen came in. I think Sleeman came in both games first time, did he? Am I correct? That's correct. He he pitched three and two-thirds scoreless in the first Western Michigan game in East Lansing. He was great in both games. He was excellent, including four strikeouts yesterday. It was Sleeman, Sleeman has proven himself to me to be a guy you could bring in and you could feel comfortable about putting him in, and he's not going to get shelled. And he's a guy that can really go get some innings for you. I mean, he's kind of the Swiss Army knife of their bullpen. He can pitch in the later innings, get some innings, you know, in the middle of the game as well. If the if a starter goes, you know, doesn't go too far in the game, it could be a potential key as we look to really pick up Big Ten play. Oh yeah, slide it over to Mr. Alex McCray, your biggest game takeaway from the clash at Comerica Park. Well, it really has to do with. Well, I mean, I guess it ties into the bullpen issue a little bit, but uh, Western Michigan left so many guys on base. I think it was 13 or 14 guys. It was 14. 14. That's ridiculous. They left you can't expect so many guys on base. And three of those times, it was one player. The best player, I think, on the field, it was Blake Dunn for Western Michigan. We we, we just Their love right that fielder, guy. He is Dangerous insane. Everywhere. Yeah, he is a... Great hitter, hits for power, he's fast, great fielder. Five tools, oh, like a Ioannis easily, Cespedes. Easily. There's he, my pro player comp. Uh, I mean, he's not as tall as Ioannis. True. But Yo. he's, you have a Cespedes jersey. You wore it in here the other oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Big Cespedes guy. But back to Blake Dunn, absolute stud. Oh, he's a, he's a great player. In both those Western yeah. games, we really marveled at how he played, really on both ends of the ball. He stole a couple bags yesterday. He did. He could get a major league look. And, yes, he, he definitely could. And it's a shame that Western wasn't able to get him in a couple of more times just because, I mean, he, he did so much for those guys. It it, it sucks that he nothing really came of it. Yeah. Um, he was up in some relatively big spots, yeah, too, oh, for certainly, them. Certainly, certainly. Um, I mean, thankfully for Michigan State, they weren't able to get him in. Exactly. But as a fan of baseball, trying to be as unbiased as I can here, Blake Dunn was easily the most impressive player on the field last night, and that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, Blake Dunn, yeah, go ahead, Kyle. That's actually been a very big theme for the Western against Michigan State. They um between the two games, they've left twenty eight guys on base against Michigan State the past two games. <sighs> that's ridiculous. It makes sense if they lost both games. You you shouldn't expect anybody to win. No, leaving that many guys on base, borderline ridiculous. Kind of. Wrapping up this game against the Broncos, Blake done the second-best batting average in the MAC, 44th-best batting average in the country as he's hitting over 400 on the year. But really, just kind of wrapping it up, you know, we were talking on the drive back to East Lansing yesterday, an overall positive baseball experience Most at America Park. Most we had certainly. a great time. Great time. Michigan State won. Uh, just saw some quality ball played last night. In a quality I, diamond, a quality yeah, park. Oh, certainly. Oh, I, uh, it was a very, very special experience. And I, I would highly recommend going to those kind of games 
regardless of who's playing, uh, you know, great experience. Workers there were super nice to us as oh, well. For sure, for sure. That brings us to the end of our latest games segment. Let's go over it and recap it once more since the last time we podcasted. They played in that three-game series against Michigan, lost the first game 6-3, to lost the second 16-2. to The third was rained out. They, of course, played the Western Michigan Broncos game, the Clash at Comerica Park. We just recapped that 5-2 to victory. And then Clayton Skinner joined us in studio today, recapped an 8-6 to Central Michigan win for the Spartans. They are done with their five-game stretch against in-state opponents. The Indiana State Sycamores will be their next opponent. We'll get into them just a little later, but now we will move into our State of the Spartans segment. The team now sits at 5-21 and on the season. 0-5 in conference play, kind of trending in an, in an interesting du- direction recently. Still struggling in Big Ten play. They had the Nebraska series, lost to Central Michigan, but beat Western Michigan two times, so 2-1 and one against those MAC schools. And then, of course, against Michigan, 0-2 against them. Big Ten play, about to get into full swing after that Indiana State game. They play Indiana State, then they play Notre Dame, then they go to Rutgers for a three-game series. But... Getting into our State of the Spartans questions, really as we are moving along and getting into the latter parts of this season, you know, some inter- they've, they've gotten better in some regards, still struggling in all three facets overall. But I'm going to start with you, Alex. Have you seen any big improvements from this team? Well, I think the offense has really picked up the last two, uh, two games in particular uh, as, you know, five runs against Western and then six runs today against Central Michigan. That is a very positive sign for a team that really hadn't been scoring a whole lot uh, recently, especially against Michigan. So if that's able to carry over for the rest of the season, they should be able to pick up quite a few more wins as the pitching has not been terrible. Um, The bullpen, at least, the starting pitching has not not been up to snuff at all. But uh, the offense carrying over would be key to this team's uh, success down the road. Yeah, it's been better, too. There was a little stretch there where they'd be like three runs, two runs, three runs, two runs. Of course, scoring five against the Broncos and six today against Central. Good to see more runs put up on the board. Maybe that'll bring them a little more confidence as we head down the stretch. Mr. Kyle Hattie, do you see any improvements from this team? Yes. I I love what I'm seeing from the bullpen recently. Um Obviously, uh, the starters aren't doing their best uh, in recent games. Uh, you know, just going for very few innings and letting up runs in those few innings. But when they've gone to guys like um, uh, Sleeman, as well as other guys such Panoranto as... Panoranto, too. Panoranto, thank you. That's the name I couldn't think of. Yeah, uh, they're, they have guys they can go to now that if they start getting in pinches, they can go get a different guy and he's going to bail them out. Like, if they have guys in scoring position... They can get a guy and go bail him out of it. It really has been interesting to see the development of this bullpen per se as the year has gone along, really kind of starting out the year. They really didn't have guys that have filled in roles for this team, but all of a sudden they have guys that they can go to in the sixth or the eighth or a bona fide closer. And you got to think that it's, it's it makes them for a more comfortable situation for Jake Boss, knowing that you can go to a certain guy in a certain situation. And yeah, like you said, uh, they're not doing... They're not doing great in many areas at all. And so if he could, if he could see little, uh, just one sign of his team that he can actually is like visibly see is doing a lot better, that's going to help him in the long run. Mr. McRae likes the offense that has carried over from the Western Series. 
Mr. Kyle Head. He likes the performances from the bullpen lately. Myself, yesterday at Comerica Park, they made some defensive plays when they needed to. Now, this is kind of unfortunate. They had a big error today that opened up a two-run home run for the next batter, which cost them bad today. Of course, they lost by two runs in that game. It was a two-run bomb, by the way, according to Clayton. But this team really needs to defend better if they want to win baseball games and help out their pitchers. I mean, it's it's pretty much fundamental. They made some more plays yesterday at Comerica Park than they usually do. Defense looked a little sharper. They made the winning plays, as Jake Boss said. But still, there's a long way to go. But I'm seeing slow and steady improvements on the defensive side of the ball. That's what you need at this point in the season. I mean, it's it's been a rough, rough beginning of the season. Through 26 games, you only have five wins. You really just need to make slow, steady improvements, just get better every day, and eventually the wins will come. That wraps up our State of the Spartans segment, a little shorter State of the Spartans today as we had a lot of games to cover and covered well. We did, we've did. we done a bang-up job getting out to these games, getting some coverage in, wrapping up the State of the Spartans, and looking towards the future. Next up for the Spartans is a three-game weekend set against the Indiana State Sycamores at McLean Baseball Stadium at Cobes Field. Right here in East Lansing, the first game of that series, the Friday night game, is going to be under the lights, 635 first pitch. It's going to get dark in that game. They're going to turn on those lights, play night baseball, the first game in the long history of MSU baseball that will be under the lights. It's going to be a pretty cool moment for them, I think. Historical. Most certainly. Most certainly. I mean, McLean is a, a beautiful, beautiful ballpark, and I think, you know, getting getting those lights on, you know, night baseball is just a special thing. This is something the team has been, the team, Jake Boss, the program really as a whole has been really excited about headed into this year. It, it's kind of one of those things when you look at back at 2019, after this year, it's going to be one of those milestone moments that you remember, I think, at least in my opinion. Oh, definitely, especially against a quality po- opponent like Indiana State. I mean, they, they've got some they've got some real talent on that team, and it should be a good series. Yeah, you mentioned Indiana State, which we'll get into now. The Indiana State Sycamores, a very nice year when looking at their record, 22-4 and overall, 7-1 and at home, 10-3 and away. They won today. They have some nice wins, though. They swept Jacksonville the first series of the year. They have a victory over Purdue this year. They lost by one run to Indiana. They swept Rutgers. They beat Illinois, number 25 Illinois, that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've beat some Big Ten teams. You know, some people might say, uh, Indiana State, well, they're probably not good at baseball. They're not a big school. But looking at the resume, it's a strong Indiana State ball club. Oh, I know certainly. You know a lot about them, Alex. You, oh, yeah. You were telling me about that before the uh, and, show. And I think it's, it's only fitting. On the weekend of uh, – the Final Four, where Michigan State has a chance to go to the national championship game in basketball, they play Indiana State, the old rematch from 1979. Isn't that fitting? Very fitting. Indiana State's a quality opponent. They 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 beat my team. They beat the Illinois uh, yeah, Fighting high. Illini. You're high on the Illini. Uh, they They're swept pick. them. And uh, they are a very quality opponent, and I'm looking forward to the series this weekend. We'll all be there in attendance for these games. Each one of us will be at a game this weekend, so we'll have a full recap on our next podcast. Let's get right into the old predictions. Our predictions did not go so well last weekend when predicting the Michigan series. We'll kick it off here with myself. I say the Sycamores take two or three in the series. I think the Spartans grab one. Maybe tomorrow. You know, actually, I think the Spartans grab tomorrow's game. Mason Erla, 
He's going tomorrow for them. I like the improvements he's been making Friday's on the mounds. Game, oh, geez. It's Wednesday, isn't I it? I know. It's only Holy Wednesday. Holy smokes. It's only Wednesday. Wow. That's sad. I thought today was Thursday. I was truly convinced, too. It's Final Four week. It's going by slow. I know. We need to hurry up. We need to get to the weekend. We got baseball, basketball. Great but, weekend. Oh, looking forward huge to weekend ahead. But nevertheless, Sycamores, I bet you they take two or three. The Spartans, I bet they're juiced up. I bet they're hyped up for that first night game at McLean. I see them winning that behind a strong performance from Erla. But this Indiana State team is, is very strong. I see them taking two or three. Mr. Kyle Hattie, we'll swing it over to you. How do the Spartans fare against Indiana State? I also agree that they're going to take two or three, but I think the Spartans are going to take one hours before the basketball team knocks off Texas Tech. Very nice. I also have them winning. Basketball predictions, rapid fire. Michigan State wins it all. Let's go. Oh, uh, yes. you know hot what? Take. Hot take. I don't really think it's that hot of a it's take. Not yeah, me neither. That's they cold. Sh- they should be favored in both games, in my opinion. We could we could get into long discussion about our Michigan State basketball Spartans here at the university. But no one wants to hear us talk about basketball. Yeah, this is the basketball podcast. We, we Lots of basketball featured today. I've got them winning it all, too. Is that a consensus? Yes. A consensus. No one else has Cassius Winston. Cash is simple as that. Cash is Winston. Our guy. First two predictions. The Sycamores taking two out of three for both myself and Mr. Kyle Hattie. Alex McRae will round out our predictions for the upcoming series against the Indiana State Sycamores. How do you see the Spartans faring? For the second time, uh, I, I, I select the Michigan State Spartans to take two against a statistically on paper superior opponent. Uh I think the Optimism. night game, the Love night it. game, and and the uh, the emotional high of knowing Michigan State is doing well in one other sport will will our Spartans to victory on uh, Spartans will in, in at least two of the games this weekend. They take two out of three. I love the optimism we get from Mike Number Two on the podcast every week. You know it. They're thriving on that optimism, man. They, the, the ball players. I don't know if they listen to this podcast. If they do, shout out Michigan State Baseball. We love you guys. We cover you guys. Thanks for being nice to us. Bikina is my boy, let me tell you. Yeah, Marty Bikina, the, the fan favorite here on the Warning Track podcast. But I love the optimism. Spartans taking two out of three for Alex McRae to round out our predictions for the Indiana State Series. But then there's another game coming up that will be played before the next time we podcast. One single game in South Bend against the Notre Dame Irish. They will travel to South Bend to play the 11-15 and 15 Notre Dame Irish, who are 6-6 six and six in conference, struggling lately, having lost three games in a row. Alex, will shoot it right back over to you. One single game against the Irish in South Bend. How do the Spartans fare? The optimism continues here from me. I think uh, Notre Dame's been on their heels. They, they haven't looked that great this year. I think it's a very winnable game for the Spartans. I think they go down to South Bend and they take it. Very nice. The Spartans hope their predict. The Spartans will hope that your predictions come true. Three games in the next uh, they got the next loving four, it. they'd love it. Oh, love it. It'd be a huge stretch as they look to gain some momentum into the latter part of the year. Spartans win again for Alex McRae and Mr. Kyle Hattie. Interesting take. I'm looking at the document right now. Your predictions sir. Well, I think that the, um, they're going to see that uh, their fellow classmates win a title the day before that, and they're going to uh, they're going to feel good about themselves. They're, they're going to be hyped up. Yeah, they better be lucky. Well, After Jake that. Jake Boss is lucky that that's not a home game. He'd have to keep his guys from hanging out if the Spartans take home that national championship. 
I wish I could knock on some wood here in the studio. I'm afraid we're jinxing them now. You have these marble no, countertops. Oh, there's some wood on the door frame, but that's too, that's too far away. I'll, I'll knock it on the way out. There we go. Got a couple knocks on that counter. Spartans winning for you, though, too. Third and final prediction from myself. I am not as optimistic. I have the Irish winning this game. I don't really know a lot about Notre Dame baseball. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I do know one thing. Notre Dame baseball produced Torrey Hunter Jr., the son of my favorite baseball player of all time, Mr. Torrey Hunter Sr. He's my guy. I know his son went there, and for that reason and that reason only, I've got them winning. That wraps up our upcoming games part of this podcast. Episode 3 in the books. I'm real I'm I'm increasingly convinced that you are just a fan of Michigan and Notre Dame. Oh jeez. Hey, just a bandwagon fan. That That's all it is. That wouldn't work though, because Michigan and Notre Dame are rivals. That, the heck I can't be fans of both of them. Oh, you, trust but I'm me. fans of trust both me. Texas I, and Michigan State. Apparently, you you can get there. Hook them. If there's a will, just, there's a way. Just don't be a Texas Tech fan. We're going. Oh yeah, don't you don't need to worry about that one bit. Don't don't be pulling out your Michael Crabtree jersey on me. Oh geez, or Danny Amendola. Amendola. Oh, what boy. a team! Well, those were some great Texas Tech football teams. But this isn't a football podcast either. It's a baseball podcast, gentlemen. Getting way off topic. Episode today. three in the books. How do we feel? Love Very it. good. We're getting into a groove here. It's Love like it. we're, we're we've today's hit, an A plus. This is like we've hit the summer. Stamp if you're a major down. league baseball team and and you're starting to roll as the playoffs get closer, we're feeling good here on the one. Loved track our podcast. guest Skinner today. Yeah, Loved he did a great it. job. I, insightful baseball knowledge. Oh, Friend of the baseball beach. He's gotten out yeah. to a couple of home games. Young guy. Good, good kid. guy. Good. Really kid. good guy. It's a baseball podcast, so you know. Shout out the Tigers. Positive record. I yes. No one saw four that coming. Three. The Detroit Tigers Taking winning two out today of three as well. from the New York Yankees. Someone who, they're competing for a title. This Opening year. day tomorrow in Detroit. Exciting times around here. Exciting the times always on the Warning Track podcast. Tigers are competing 40 for degrees and cloudy. Get ready for it. Oh, boy. If that doesn't sound like opening day, I don't know what it does. Anyways, the episode three of the Warning Track podcast is officially in the books. Once I click the stop button on our recorder here, Thank you once again for listening to the one and only podcast that covers Michigan State baseball on these airwaves and any airwaves. Thank you very much for listening from Luke Sloan, Mr. Kyle Hattie, Mr. Alex McCray. A lot of baseball coming up, a lot of basketball coming up, a lot of all sports coming up as we discussed. We hit on a lot of sports in today's podcast. Once again, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Warning Track, a production of Impact 89FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports. Look